Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIPP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag KIP, hashtag KIP. Help me to make KIP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Welcome, welcome everyone, both near and far. I'm excited today. I have so many uh, good things to report as it relates to uh, the Kingdom Influencer podcast and this uh, ministry that you all are helping me to expand around the country and around the world. Thank you for all of our Kingdom Influencing listeners in the United States. Uh, We've just about got the entire East Coast covered. Uh, We're missing two states, Maine and Delaware. If I get some listeners in Maine and Delaware, we will have blanketed the entire East Coast. Uh, We're looking to complete our uh, expansion in the South. Uh, and that could be done with listeners in Arkansas, Mississippi, and Louisiana. We have already have uh, several listeners in Texas. And uh, as we stretch out to the Midwest, um, we'd like to add uh, West Virginia uh, to our ministry and uh, Indiana and Wisconsin. Uh, that would kind of complete that run there. And then finally, the West Coast is all covered except for one state, which is Oregon. So we're looking to hit those states and uh, uh, hoping that you may know someone out there that you can share the podcast with. Our our goal, objective is, of course, to blank the United States and then continue uh, this ministry into the world. Um, And I pray that it's a blessing enough that you think other people should hear it and that they in turn think other people should hear it uh, letting the gospel spread by the word of mouth Um, but we have uh, great grace in the United Kingdom in Indonesia in Canada in Germany Dominican Republic Italy Norway Sweden Brazil India and now Mexico Uh, we've got over 2,000 downloads in a little over two months and um I'm impressed with how all of you are influencing your communities and influencing uh, the kingdom. 
but more impressed with the blessing of having you listen on a weekly basis and continue uh, a trajectory of growth. My prayer is that these podcasts help you to grow, help you to uh, come into a revelation of, of how God really wants to interact in our lives uh, and helps you to develop a love for Jesus Christ. Uh, that's the goal here. And um, I just want you to know that Christ really wants to impact our lives in, in a way that is beyond our imagination. So this, this afternoon or this morning, or night, I'm not sure where you are, and I look at uh, sometimes the analytics and I see that some of you are on a, I'm looking at it on Saturday, but you're looking at it on Sunday, so you're in another part of the world that's in front of us and and uh, being blessed by the podcast, and just want to say that I appreciate you all. I, I don't think that uh, I can take for granted uh, the fact that you take the time the 15 to 20 minutes to listen and to share. So again, thank you. May your lives be forever enriched through the love of Jesus Christ. All right. Today I want to get right to it um, and talk about overcoming the spirit of offense, overcoming the spirit of offense. And some people say, well, what is that? Well, offense hits us every single solitary day of our life. Uh, when someone uh, sticks up a middle finger at you and you're driving and uh, as a result of a semi-road rage, uh, we get offended. If someone jumps in front of a line uh, in the grocery store or in the gas station or, or anywhere, there can be offense. When people talk about you, when people say all manner of evil against you, when folk dislike you for no reason at all or or can't say anything good about you or for you, or people that say they love you and then they hurt you. And these things happen in the marketplace. These things happen in our homes. Uh, sometimes it's fathers against uh, mothers, uh, sometimes husband against wives, children against children, uh, children, siblings against siblings. It, there's so many different places where contention can emerge uh, in the political realm, Republicans versus Democrats. Uh, there's just so many places where people can say things out of their mouths that cause relationships to go south, uh, long-term friendships to go south. Uh, it's, it's a plethora of things that you all have experienced and I don't, I don't need to do a grocery list I want you maybe this would be a better approach to stop and think about somebody that you're angry with somebody that hurt you somebody that broke you someone that stole your joy at some point in time in your life someone who disappointed you at some point in time in your life Someone that caused you great pain, whether it was through a marriage or a divorce, uh, a breakup, uh, a toxic relationship. Uh, there's so many different things that have happened to you uh, on your boss, being uh, on your job, being disenfranchised by your boss or some of the people on your job. It's a, it's a situation that is ongoing in church. Uh, we call it uh, church hurt. 
and I'm writing a book on that and and in my experiences in the church over 30 some odd years what I've learned about a church what I've learned about the marketplace what I've learned about life is that offense is unavoidable some way somewhere somehow either you're going to be the victim of offense or you're going to be the perpetrator of offense but offense is unavoidable so let's start with that as a premise for today's discussion because if it's unavoidable then there has to be something that allows us to take offense and then if you will repackage it to help us so how, how do i how do we make that assessment well let's start with this all things work together for the good to those who love the lord and are called according to his purpose so every hurt every pain every disappointment every disillusionment whether it be in the church in the marketplace or in our homes is working together for our good because there are biblical requirements for us in order to overcome the spirit of offense. Uh, one of those requirements is maturity. If we're going to be Christians, if we're going to live in this world, if we're going to live uh, in this society, we need to understand that the reason we're here is to love people. And the only way that our love is challenged is through the spirit of offense. Offense will cause you to either shrink or grow. Let's say that again. Offense will cause you to either shrink or grow. Either you're going to shrink into a world of disillusionment and disappointment and setback and a mold possibly and potentially of revenge or you're going to rise to the occasion and demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ. Very similar to what he did when he was on the cross. And he had the two thieves on either side. And one of them uh, took this opportunity as a, a, a chance to really light into Jesus. And really uh, to talk about him uh, detrimentally. And the other one, on the other hand, knew that Jesus hadn't done anything. And defended him. And at the end of the day... Jesus mustered up the strength some kind of way, pushing up on the nails and 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 uh, pushing his feet up in order to be able to speak because he was in excruciating pain. His body was emaciated. Uh, it was almost impossible to breathe unless he pushed up to allow oxygen to get into his lungs so he could talk. So uh, some kind of way he managed to say this day. Thou shalt be with me in paradise. Now that's a probably a, a poor uh, representation of what it was because it was probably worse than that. And it was definitely more difficult than that to say those words. And at the same time, people gambling at the foot of the cross. And at the same time, all of the sins of the world being compounded under his spirit and his personage. And yet, in the midst of all of this, the hatred being spewed by one thief on the cross, he forgives the other thief on the cross and invites him into paradise with his father. That is the essence of our faith. 
The essence of our faith is that in the midst of contentious times, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of hurt, in the midst of pain, that we have to draw an eye to God and be able to forgive people who have offended us in ways that are unimaginable and love these people. Love them back to healing, love them back to wholeness because if you don't, you're going to experience the detriment of unforgiveness. The detriment uh, that comes with the spirit of offense because with offense, two things follow it. One is a root of bitterness. And, and that is almost, it's so subtle. It, it's, it's like, a, 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 it's parasitic in nature. It literally gets a hold of your spirit and gets a hold of you. And you are, how do we say it, low-key angry with people in general because of the offense of another. And you close up your, your doors of emotions. You close up your doors of love. You close your doors of compassion. And, and literally... Uh, you may be snapping at people that don't deserve it because that spirit of bitterness is hanging around your neck and is now traveling with you everywhere you go. And because there's bitterness in your heart now, it comes out in your speech. It comes out in the way that you deal with people. It comes out in the way that you're able to love people. And so we can't allow the spirit of offense to settle in our spirits and release this root of bitterness or the, or the spirit of bitterness. The second thing, is unforgiveness breeds unforgiveness. Unforgiveness breeds unforgiveness. If you don't forgive other people, God doesn't forgive you. And not only does God not forgive you, but you may have offended somebody else unbeknownst to yourself, and they're not forgiving you. And so we have to find a place in prayer, find a place in the sincere love of God, find a place in reading the scripture to understand that we've been commissioned to forgive people. We've been commissioned to love. a matter of fact, the, the greatest impact of Christianity in the world is the ability to forgive those who have uh, committed an offense against us. And, and the foundation for that is very simple. There's a foundation for that. I, I want to read this to you um, out of uh, the book of Ephesians uh, 6 and 10. And I'm just going to read uh, a few verses uh, to verse 13. Finally, my brother, and that's humanity, that's men and women, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord. And remember, so in order to forgive, you got to take the power of forgiveness out of your hand and put it in the hands of God and then ask him to re uh how do you say it? Refill you with the ability to forgive. In other words, God, give me your love. Give me your power because you have the power to forgive. You have the power to heal. You have the power to love in spite of. So give me some of that. All right. But to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. Wiles are the tricks of the devil. It's a trick. It's a trick to destroy what God wants to use you to impact if I'm impacted, I can no longer impact. If I am uh, squelched, uh, the, the spirit of God in me that really uh, uh, has the power to create new atmospheres, new friendships, new networks, new relationships. If that part of me, if my light is, is concealed, then I can no longer impact like God intends for me to impact. And so we have to... Uh, Ask God to do the surgery on the impacted areas of our life through prayer so that we can impact the world.
through his word. So uh, put on the whole arm of God, verse 11, that you may be able to stand against the tricks of the devil, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, I'm reading one more verse, uh, having girded your waist with truth. And, and there's a whole uh, uh, message that goes on to this, uh, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, taking the shield of faith with you, uh, which quenches the fiery darts, making sure you have on the helmet of salvation and a sword of spirit, which is the word of the God. But the, the point of the matter is that we have to realize that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Verse 12 is critical. When you are injured by other people, you are not injured by other people. You are injured by the spirit of the enemy that inhabits other people and knows your Achilles heel and attacks you in ways that will cause you to harbor animosity against the person or the host that the enemy has taken over. We need to release that host and remember that the Bible declares that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So we have to allow God to deal with the other individual who committed that offense against you and to deal with the forces of evil that uh, uh, took over that individual for that season or for that point in time to be a point of consternation and a point of strain and a point of injury to you. And so that's the way this thing works. We have to see it for what it is. And we cannot always look at things on the surface, in the natural, at face value. Because whenever you're trying to do something in the earth, remember what I said a long time ago, where there are open doors, there are many adversaries. How do these adversaries impact you? They get into people, whether it's your son, whether it's your daughter, whether it's your wife, whether it's your husband, a spouse, whether it's a family member, whether it's your boss, uh, someone who, who has the ability to impact you is the greatest place for the enemy to rest in that spirit, even for, but for a moment, but enough to cause pain and injury to you to the point that uh, you can be now open to the spirit of bitterness and open to acts of unforgiveness. But if you forgive those people who have trespassed against you, then God will also forgive you. So let this be our lesson today. Let us think about and reflect upon people. And this may go back years. You, you may have been raped. You may have been abused. Um, you, you may have been uh, discarded by your family. Uh, you may be the black sheep of the family. Uh, but some kind of way, you need to put the people who uh, uh, hurt you in a place of prayer and begin to call out their names, begin to pray over them on a regular basis until God gives you the impetus to be able to show them love and to forgive them and to move on with your life because they've moved on with theirs and it's time that you move on with yours. Let love impact and influence other people. No longer will you allow the enemy to impact your life in such a way that who you really are is no longer who you really are.
Let's get back to being you. Let's get back to being the you that God created. Listen, you've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Share this word, overcoming the spirit of offense. God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful day.